This episode is dedicated to Anna Silva, Janusz Striesbeck, and Flash Jervis. Hey, podcast people, you just made my day. Hey folks, welcome to Made My Day, the podcast that celebrates the little tiny wonderful things in life. This is episode 7, brought to you the week of December 29th, 2013, and I'm your host, James Kennison. Thanks for joining the show today. Thanks for downloading it. It's episode 7. It's not 6, it's not 8, it's 7, and uh, that's, that's a good, that's a good thing. Every episode, in, of its, in and of itself, is a miracle. Every single one. Day number one today, uh, or not today, last week, a week ago. This has been Christmas week, so it's there's a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff leading up to Christmas. A lot of stuff happened after Christmas. But um, if, if it is your first time with us, let me, let me just say, uh, I'm going to share the little tiny wonderful things that have made every day of my week worth living. Helps me to keep focused on what's positive and good in my life. Uh, formerly someone um, well, actually still actively battling depression um, and anxiety, things like that. Uh, but things have definitely been worse, and things are definitely getting better. And uh, this just helps. This is therapy for both of us. So uh, I, I not only want to share my moments, I want to share yours too. So you could send such things to uh, Made My Day. At G- I'm sorry, mmdcast at gmail.com. mmdcast at gmail.com. That would be where you would uh, you would do that. Or you could mark you know, your Twitter comments uh, with a hashtag mmdcast. Um, or your Facebook posts, hashtag mmdcast. And uh, maybe I'll find them. Maybe I'll be able to do that. So that'd be awesome. Uh, day number one, which was, I don't know, Monday? Um those of you that listen to the show know that uh, a couple weeks ago I went through a horrifying experience with a couple of hard drives failing on me. One due to uh, just happenstance and the other one due, due to stupidity and, and bad software. And uh, I've, I've, uh, I've had just some small things happen in regards to that. I've been able to find, you know, uh, old... Uh, media cards that I was able to scan and pull stuff off of and just get some of the items that I lost back, uh, photos and things like that. Um, but one of the small things is, is um, one, of the, one of the hard drives, the main hard drive that I use on my brand new computer um, was, was one of the drives that was damaged. So pretty much everything I'd ever installed, every bit of software, uh, everything, you know, was gone and I had to Basically, install it again, format it again, start completely over, and uh, after trying everything in the world to get get that thing straightened out. So, um, but uh, a tiny the tiny thing that made it worthwhile is I decided to build a computer with an SSD, a, a, a solid state drive that held my Windows installation. So, for those of you that don't speak geek. And nerd, um, basically, I had another hard drive, a little special little hard drive, that allowed me to boot the computer up and use my computer. The main hard drive that got screwed up, the big fat one, was the one I kept all my um, software on. So imagine all of your, you know, your your office, uh, you know, uh, all your games and stuff installed on this second uh, hard drive. Well, I lost all that stuff. Most of that was replaceable. It was legitimate software. I was able to re-download and blah, blah, blah. But but one of the things that was amazing and made my day is because I had this secure uh, or solid-state drive, because I had Windows, I, first of all, obviously was able to run the computer, uh, even though it didn't have any software on it. But as I'm o- adding the software back, um, things like, for instance, Adobe Audition, which I used to edit the show, I had spent hours previous to losing the hard drive uh, setting up presets and um, things that really streamlined the whole podcast creation process, made it easy. And uh, lo and behold, 
when I reinstall Adobe Audition, when I reinstalled Corel, uh, uh, Photoshop, when I reinstalled several softwares, because of that that hard drive, apparently it, it, it loads preferences and special things for each program on that solid state drive, which I kind of knew but didn't know. And so... Even though I lost so much stuff, it was so, so nice to come back in to Adobe Audition, get it all set up, and see my presets all there. It was so awesome to pull up Photoshop and see that all my fonts were still there. You know, literally hundreds and hundreds of fonts that I'd hand-selected from the internet to do my my projects with. Um, just little things like that. You know, I pull up a game. I, I reinstalled Steam, downloaded some of my games. And um, between Steam um, syncing the games and keeping track of my progress and then the preferences in Windows being intact, I'm able to even play, you know, some of the games picking up where I left off. Um, obviously, the, but the number one thing was that, that Adobe Audition stuff and the, and the fonts. It's huge. It's a big thing. It was, you know, you lose so much when you lose a hard drive and you can't re- restore it. Um, but having that, that one little thing was was a huge, was a huge thing. So I actually meant to mention that last week because that, that's something that happened last week. But I, for some reason, skipped over it in my notes. I don't know. Uh, one other little thing that's awesome is is a uh, one of our listeners um, tweeted, I think it was Janusz, um, on Twitter, he just happened to tweet, you know, what made his day was seeing uh, Nobody's Listening podcast featured in iTunes right along with Made My Day. Now, those of you that listen to the show and, uh, and or first timers, you may not know, I used to do a fairly popular podcast called Nobody's Listening. And, uh, you know, one day, maybe, hopefully, we'll, you know, reboot that thing and get it going again. It was It was a lot of fun. Had a great community of people listening to it. Uh, but I haven't done a show on that podcast for over a year. And so to, to see, you know, hey, this thing's been featured in iTunes. What the what? You know, so I, I go to respond to that. I'm like, where where is it being featured? And then I was like, well, I'll just go look. So I boot up iTunes. I um, I go uh, I use my first clue. The first clue being that it is featured along with uh, Made My Day podcast. Well, I knew Made My Day was only featured um, this this past uh, couple weeks in two sections, one being health, uh, the other one being kids and family. Well, nobody's listening was only ever featured in two categories, and that was comedy and uh, fa- kids and family. So I went to kids and family, and lo and behold, right there, uh, under new and notable was made my day, and then under a section called what's hot was uh, bright and shiny right there. Nobody's listening, as if it was just newly born. Uh, as podcast, but uh, it was neat. I, I blame a couple things. One being the fact that it it continuously is downloaded. People find it and, and they listen to it. Listeners have told me that that's because the the episodes are timeless, meaning you could pick them up and go with them. Um, and 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 so, first of all, thank you everybody who has done that. I know there's been a few folks that have found that show through this one. Most of the folks that know about this show, though, came over from Nobody's Listening. Uh, so that's the first thing that I blame. The second thing is the fact that I had I had uh, tagged a special version of the first episode of this show into the feed over there on Nobody's Listening, and that was downloaded several thousand times. So that probably clicked it up artificially into some sort of oh this this podcast is doing good you know all of a sudden um so it, it it's kind of uh, probably a false positive that it got in the uh in the what's uh what's hot but you know what i'll take what i can get these days so it was awesome i took a screenshot and uh and i've got that to keep with me for all time so thank you guys uh and thanks janush for uh helping me find that that was awesome um I, uh, this week, this past week, um, my family, uh, my wife and children, my two kids, they decided to go and visit her family. Her family live in South Georgia. We're in central Florida. It's about four and a half, five hour drive. And, um, just for different reasons, I decided not to go. Most of those reasons are, um, I don't like traveling. 
Um, number two, where we were staying wasn't real firm. And right now, this is the way I am. I got to have a home base, you know, a place that I can hide out if I need to, to get away so I don't embarrass myself or make other people uncomfortable. Like, because if I just get stressed out or screwed up or stupid, I hate it. I hate that that, that happens. Uh, but I don't want to be a weirdo, you know, that like expects everyone else to bow and scrape to my weirdness. So, um, so anyway, home base is important. That wasn't, you know, a real set in stone thing. We didn't know exactly where we're staying or what the circumstances were. Cause I, I usually go, I like Jen's family. Jen's, Jen's dad's cool. Mom's cool. Sister's cool. Brothers are awesome. Um, the nieces are great or the niece and the, the nephew, uh, didn't go. Usually when I don't go, I always have these great plans of staying home and getting things done, but I usually end up getting really depressed and dark and, and, you know, like thinking my family's never going to come home. It's just stupid. It's stupid thoughts. But, you know, when you're screwed up, when you're depressed, you can't help it. Well, this time, proud to say, not a single dark thought the entire time. Um, I did kind of go to sleep and wake up whenever I wanted to. So those four days were kind of a blur. I really didn't know if it was dark outside or not. But there was nobody here to hurt or be helped by my presence uh, or hurt by the lack of. So Dadgum and I watched movies, played games, did some writing. Um, you know, all of the above. Uh, probably stayed up late and early and uh, slept in and over and not enough all at the same time. But the point is, when the family got back, I was happy, cheery. There was no damage to my psyche. There was, uh, it was, it was just awesome. It was a good thing, and it's a good, it's a good omen. It's a, it's progress. So, woot woot. That's all I can say about that. I saw a cool um, uh, saying. You know, I love quotes. I love good quotes, real deep ones. Like, like uh, I don't even know if he really said it, but the who was the. Um, uh, Winston Churchill, supposedly, you know, it's on the internet, so I don't know. Sounds like something he'd say. He said, if you're going through hell, keep going. And I love that. That that, that helped me this year. You know, that was one of the quotes. I'm actually collecting a, a list of quotes that helped me this year. But this one is awesome because uh, it just is. I'm not going to use the word it uses because it's a swear word at the end. But um, you'll get the point. The truth will set you free. We've all heard that before. Uh, that's the first part of the quote. The truth will set you free, but first, it's going to kick your butt. And that's by unknown. Nobody knows who said it, but they were a genius. Um, the truth will set you free. That's a very biblical concept. I, I've lived it. I know it. Even when the truth is dirty and dark, it's still better than a lie that is clean and simple uh, because it does set you free. It allows you to heal when the truth is said in love. Uh, but it usually does kick your butt before it's all said and done. But it's usually good for you. Oh, it's always good for you. So uh, I love I love quotes that are honest and real and and deep. And uh, that was definitely one of them. So I'll 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 be quoting that to some other people in in the day in the future. Um. Okay, we got all our presents wrapped early this year it was so great usually we're up christmas eve like most families like we've always been you know till three in the morning and all this stuff but we just decided to get all that stuff done on christmas eve eve and we sat down and we tried to watch movie couldn't watch it because you know you're trying to use tape and that little jaggedy thing on the tape really wants to take pieces of the skin from the edges of your fingernails off um, so you have to kind of pay attention that that don't happen. And plus we were sharing one roll of tape because we have 12 rolls of tape in the house, but you know how it is like pens or anything else or keys when you need them, you can't find them. So we're swapping one roll of tape back and forth, trying to watch a movie and wrap presents. Uh, so we had, we had to hit pause on it. So, uh, but we got it all done and, uh, it was very, 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 very fun. And it was very awesome. The only things I wrapped Christmas Eve uh, was my wife's my wife's stuff, and uh, we'll get into that in a little bit here. Um, uh, day two, that was all day one. Day two, the dog has been doing better, not great, but better. We uh, we mentioned that last week, but Jay, my son, suddenly you know he's on the couch and he goes, oh, he says, uh, there's a huge puddle, 
and we all spring into action. You know, we're we're gonna get the dog. We're gonna, you know, put his nose down to it and tell him no and take him outside. But he'd been doing so well, he didn't even give us a signal this time. It was just gonna be so frustrating. So we asked Jay, where where is the puddle? Where is it at? And he says, I never said anything about a puddle. And we're like, dude, yes, you did. You just said it. And we're thinking maybe he's trying to protect the dog or something. But he says, I'm, I'm not lying. I didn't say I didn't say that. And I said, I believe you. But what did you say? And he goes, well, instead of saying, a, here's a huge puddle, what he'd actually said is, there's a huge pillow. So I don't know why he thought that was something that we all wanted to know about. That there was a huge pillow near him. Um, but we heard it as a huge puddle. Jay's five, you know, he kind of, his mouth kind of does things that, you know, he probably would rather not do things that won't do in the future. It kind of slurs words together here and there, you know, you know how five years old, five years old olders are. And he will, uh, he will manipulate and warp a word to his, to his needs. Um, liked it, you know, all, all the different kinds of, 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 configurations of a word you can make past tense future tense plural tense whatever he will make it happen and so uh big puddle um quickly turned into a huge pillow and it was great it saved the dog's life that that huge pillow so uh, uh jen and i my wife we um we kind of cheated remember a couple shows back ago i told you we were going to sit down in january and talk about the future and we we ended up doing that i want to say while we were wrapping gifts on Christmas Eve, and um, we've come to a, a, a unique place. All right, for those of you that don't know, I, I used to be a children's pastor. I was that for years and years and years, and and um, and and before that, you know, even uh, interning with an inner city youth group and doing bus ministry, and you know, on and on and on. So everything in our life the last uh, thirteen years has been revolved around ministry. And um, when I got this depression thing. It just made that impossible. You know, you can't, I mean, ministry is all about people. It's all about helping folks and taking on their burdens and, and struggling with them. And, and when you're hurting yourself and you've got no energy, people become a burden and a drag. And uh, it's un, it's unfortunate. And, and the job that you once loved becomes nigh into impossible. Um, you know, I think in, in many ways, a, being a depressed pastor is worse in some respects, uh, and I wouldn't, I don't say this lightly, but it's worse than a lot of other jobs because, you know, for instance, my wife's job, she's depressed, she goes in, she may feel like crap, she may cry all day, but she can close the door and for the most part, put her head down and get her work done and, and, and survive. But with a, being a pastor, you're expected to be happy, you're on call, even during the day, there's people that come by and see you that need things. There's stuff that needs to be accomplished. And it all revolves around personalities and people and um, and public. And so everything is just so public and it makes it that much harder. Um, so anyway, all that to say that I, I had to – I stepped down from my job, uh, I want to say June or July of last year or this, this year actually. And it was hard. It was very tough. It felt like failure. Um but I knew it was the right thing to do. Uh, those the, that church needed to be able to get somebody that could do the job, and um, I needed the time. So uh, now that now that we're over the hump, things are feeling better. I'm getting back to normal. I'm drawing, writing, doing think creative things again. That I you know even things I haven't ever done. Things that are so new to me that they're they're difficult. You know creatively. Uh, stretching myself and and trying to get back into a day to day thing instead of sleeping all day kind of thing. Um, so so it's you know we we wanted to have this conversation about the future now that things are looking up. And it, and and uh, I don't know I don't expect you to understand this, uh, but basically what we've come to it, it's something I'd been feeling for a while is is. Uh, I just want to let the future come to me. And I think I may have even said this on the show previously, so forgive me if I have. But it bears repeating. Um, Jen and I are firstborns. We're very type A. Firstborn kids are usually uh, people that take care of themselves, do for themselves, don't wait for other people. They like to plan things out, know what's coming, do everything right the first time. 
Um, they're perfectionists. They they want to know what's coming and how to deal with it. If it's bad, it doesn't matter because we can still handle it. We just need to know in advance because we'll deal with it. Even if we can't know, we'll deal with that too. Um, so Jen and I have always prided ourselves on knowing what's coming, you know, trying to be ready for whatever possibility might arise, even if we don't know what's coming. And uh, for this one time, we've just I've just really felt um, that I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to do anything to force life to, to pick up. I'm not going to do anything to try to make a job occur. Because I could. I could. There are three churches right now that, that would hire me in an instant or at least say, oh man, I wish we could because we just hired somebody anyway. But it sounds like a cop out. That's the reason why I'm kind of I don't want to say it because it sounds, you know, like, well, I know the way I thought about depressed people before I was depressed is that they're just lazy and they found a way to legitimize their laziness. And I'll tell you right now, that is freaking not the case in this case. My wife will tell you that even on my worst day, if I could do something, I did it. And if I could get out of bed, I did. And if I could, even the days I couldn't, I still freaking did. So it's not like that. I just legitimately really do feel that I need to do the opposite of what I'm what I usually do which is to make things happen which is to put myself into a winning situation because what if it's the wrong place what if I manipulate things and I'm a winner but I'm not winning at the right things I've got a chance here to basically start my life completely over at least the part of my life that has to do with interacting with the world and um uh, I don't want to screw it up. And so my wife and I, all that to say, we sat down and talked about it, and, and um, she had the exact same thing to say. She even had a friend of ours, a, a saint of, a, of an older lady, who I believe, and I don't use this lightly, I, I believe she's, a, she's like a prophet of God. Uh, you know, She's a person that speaks for God at times. And um, she's just this wise old lady. She's not holy or, or, or better than. She's real down to earth. She's real practical. And um, she had told Jen, I just sent her a text message the other day and basically said the same thing that just uh, in, in a God sort of way, you know, my way is real basic and sounds lazy. Hers says, her sounds real fancy and says basically that, you know, let God uh, bring it to you. Let you know, Don't do anything, basically. Don't, don't. Don't try to set stuff up. And and that's huge. And I told her, I said, I know this, this sounds like a cop-out. It sounds like something that somebody would say that doesn't want to go out and start and re-enter society again. But I really don't want to jump back into what I did. Um, if, if First of all, before I'm ready. Um, secondly, I, I just don't see myself going back to that. And thirdly, I if 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 God has some plan for my family and me, um, then I want to see what that looks like. And if He's telling me and leading me to believe that I need to chill and wait and stop and quit trying to make things happen and just let it evolve, which sounds so wrong, then I'm going to do it. I the way I've heard it, you know, the the spiritual lady heard it the spiritual way, the unspiritual James, um, I just heard it that I'm going to let the future come. The future's out there. It is there. It's going to be here eventually. I will let it come to me instead of me trying to pursue it. And so, in the meantime, dadgummit, I'm just going to do what I do. I'm going to do the best I can with every day. I'm going to find a way to improve every single day. I'm going to keep looking at the positive, keep shunning away the negative. I'm going to do the best I can with, with what I've got and on the bad days, I'm still going to do the best I can, even if it's nothing. Um, but I'm not going to keep keep down. And that's the important thing. I know I'm, I'm belaboring this, but I really want to make, you know, those of you that are following this and you care two cents about my story and where I'm at, I'm saying this and I'm putting it out there and I'm even attaching God's name to it. And I rarely do that because uh, I, I don't want to claim that I represent him or I'm even a good example of what following him uh, looks like. But put a pen in this. Um, not like in Bolt, where the uh, the dudes had put a pen in it. But put a pen on this in your mind, and, and let's together one day look back on this and say, Oh my God, this happened for him, and he had no clue, and his family had no clue, 
but it but it happened. Something amazing happened for him. I I, I um I don't believe that yet. I don't believe that, that anything amazing is gonna happen. But um I kinda got a feeling that it will. I kinda got a feeling that I didn't go through all this um horrible stuff for no reason. And um Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, we'll see. But put a pin in it. How about that? Okay, so we talked about our future. Day three. We'll get <laughs> twenty five minutes in, we we're on on day three. I got an awesome comment from a listener. Um this is uh this was in response to me putting it out there that hey the show has been featured and it's you know old and stuff. And um and this is comes to us from Melissa and hopefully she's listening right now because she says she's a listener to this show. So here we go. Uh, hopefully this will make her day. She says, I come I came across this podcast from listening to your new one, which is awesome. I ain't even thought about that, that people would go back to listen to nobody's listening because they found this show. Most of you have, you know, it's been the reverse. She says, although I am hooked, she says, I've downloaded up to episode 55. She says, I feel like I've missed out on something amazing. And then she goes in to remind me of things I'd even forgotten about the show. She says, there's no more frapper map for me to place my pen. Do you remember that when we used to do that? It was basically a map, and it may still be out there, but the big thing was put this map on your page, on your About Us page or contact page, and, and, and you would put a pin in it where you were listening from, and people would put a pin from you know the UK, and, and uh, from basically most of the English-speaking countries in America had a pretty sizable amount of people listening to the show. So she says, I, I miss that. I miss that. There's no more Frapper Matt, no more forums. And she's right about that. Forums were a hot thing there for a while. No more sharing stories on the E and V mail. Even though that phone line is still active, by the way, if you know the number, call it. <laughs> I think it's 2095NLCast. 2095NLCast, if I still remember. Um, and Jenna is no longer three. It's the last thing she says. That's right. She says, I do still listen before bed every night and anticipate what I'm going to hear the next day. I'm not sure what I'm going to do when I run out of episodes. She says, I was even thinking of sponsoring a few shows if you'd come back, just so I'd know I still have something to lift my spirits at night. She says, I too suffer from depression, and I found listening to Nobody's Listening before I fall asleep. Uh, when she does that, she's in a better mood, and she tends to laugh instead of cry and worry. I feel you. feel you, girl. So, yes, James, you are still spreading the gospel of Kinnison. <laughs> that was another thing I forgot about. Even years later, wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and hope that someday you may return. Well, thank you, Melissa. I have returned. It's just in a different way. Uh, unlike Christ, who said, "You will, I will return in the same way you've seen me going. I uh, I returned in a different way that you saw me going. So, But, yeah, I hope, I hope nobody's listening comes up. And, and you know... Thank you for the walk down memory lane. We did we did used to do a lot of stuff. We had stickers that we'd give out. You know, uh, whenever somebody had a story, we would pick like the top story, and um, we'd send them a, a, a nobody's listening sticker or a pin or something like that. You know, really tried hard to to make it fun for people to be a part of the community. And um, who knows? All I know is I still got a bunch of good folks. Uh, some I know in real life. And some that are just listening and, you know, and they've never even reached out, but they're out there and they've been there. That would be me. I'd be the guy that would listen to every episode. I would read everything online and I would never call or phone or write in. And I know those people are out there. And thank you, too, even though I don't know who you are, <laughs> even though you think I wouldn't read your stuff. Uh, thank you so much. I can't say it enough. I mean, because you guys make my day every single week. You really stink and do. So, and you'll see why in a little bit. Um, so, so we did all the Christmas Eve stuff. I told you about that on Christmas Eve Eve. So Christmas Eve, we go and we set up. Um, we had everything ready. My wife's a genius. We have these tubs, these plastic tubs um, that we uh, use to move in and to store things in. Because in Florida, if you use storage facilities... Roaches will eat cardboard boxes, so you have to get, you know, sealed uh, boxes. And so we have a bunch of these stacked up. Well, my, my wife, 
in this tiny little house that we're in with no storage space, no no hiding space. She put all the presents for the kids in this thing. So when we wrapped them, we put them all right back into those tubs and stacked them up in the in the garage, and they were right there in plain sight, and nobody thought twice about it the whole time they were hidden. But Christmas Eve night, we got everything set up, set out. I, I, I do this thing where I run lights from the tree all the way down the hall to their rooms, you know, so it just looks like a cool thing in the next morning. Got the bike set up and the helmet set out and everything was just right. And it was midnight, man, right on the stroke of midnight. Boom, we were done. It was awesome. It was awesome. It's usually three o'clock in the morning. I'd already put the bikes together while the while the family was gone. You know, instead of being depressed and feeling like I couldn't do anything, I, w- I was actually putting bikes together and, and getting ready. And then we did the Christmas Eve thing real well. And then, you know, it was just, it was good. It was good. It's a sign. It's another, it's another sign. It's like when parents get really excited when their little babies do something dumb, like, oh, he pooped in the potty or he, he, he fed himself or whatever. And you wonder, you know, if you're not a parent, you wonder why, why is that a big deal? And it's a big deal because the baby couldn't used to do that. Used to couldn't do jack squat. And that makes you feel, to a certain extent, trapped and um, a slave to the whims and needs of this child. And when a child takes that first step, when they put on their shoes for the first time, when they when they um, tell you that they have to go to the bathroom for the first time, all of those things are cel- celebratable because they are proof positive that one day you will be free. <laughs> you, they, they will be 21. They will be out on their own. They may or may not go to school, but by God, somebody's going to marry them away from you and you will not be having them in your house anymore. And that, that's why I celebrate these moments because for me, there was a time I couldn't do anything other than cry in my bed. And so Christmas dang Eve, Christmas Eve Eve, getting the bikes done before that, that's all cheddar. That's awesome stuff. That's good stuff because uh, it means things are getting better. And uh, I'm going to celebrate them by God. So there was a time I couldn't do nothing. Um, okay. One of the big, now we're on Christmas Day, day four. Uh, it was an awesome, awesome morning. Kids, um, Got up a little too early, but not extremely early. I uh, I was I was happy that day. Can't say that I was happy last year. Uh, I don't think last year was a very good Christmas at all, probably for me. But this year it was. It was awesome. And at the end of it, okay, we had this one final gift. The kids got all their stuff. You know, I picked out almost all Jay's stuff. It was really pretty fun. Um, and the kids were happy, and they weren't. You know, being butts about anything. They were real thrilled with, with everything they got. Jenna got mostly stuff to fix up her room because she had a pink princessy kind of room and now she's, you know, nine. So we got her some zebra stripe pink stuff that makes it look, you know, cool, but we didn't have to paint the room. And, you know, uh, Jay got a bunch of stuff that helps, you know, helps him build things and create things, marble, marble runs, you know, and stuff like that. And, um, and uh, things to color his bath water, you know, other than his pee. And, um, uh, but, but the last thing after everybody got everything, Jen's like, there's one more thing. We got one more thing. And I've forgotten all about it. So we pull it out and, and the kids unwrap it and there's two bathing suits in this box. And they're kind of like, what? And then they pull those out and the bottom is this, uh, this Disney cruise package, down at the bottom that says something like, congratulations, you're going on a cruise. My brother, I mean, my brother, <laughs> Jay, my brother, my son, uh, can't read very well. So not yet. So he doesn't get it. But Jenna freaking did. And she, I, I'm explaining it to Jay. She kind of walks off a bit. And when I look up at her, she is bawling. Oh my gosh. She is so excited and so thrilled because we're going on this cruise. We just, you know, uh, we got a really good deal of it on it, um, and we are going out uh, in January. Yeah, and so that was like the big gift. That's what Jen wanted for her Christmas was this was this trip. So, um, so we're doing that, and it was just awesome. My daughter bawling her eyes out. I think the first time I laughed, I mean, sorry, I cried a happy cry. I think I was in high school, and uh, here's this girl, man. She feels things so strong. She was just, she just was bawling about the Disney cruise and stuff. So we pulled out the DVD and we're watching it, you know, and all the cool stuff that's happening and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I hope I do good. 
because it seems like right now everything that you do on a cruise is stuff you do at a beach, and I hate beaches, sitting out in the sun, being fat, you know, it's just not not sounding good, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best. I'm going to do my best, so we'll see. We'll see. There's lots of food. That part sounds great. But um, if you've been on a cruise of any kind, especially a Disney cruise, hit me up with some some stories. Okay, that'd be great. Um, one of the things I got Jay is I really I really tried hard to figure out what he what he uh, what he would actually use. I always try to find gifts that not only um, they would enjoy, but things that will stretch them and and make them feel important about things. And one of those things was Jay. He draws a lot and and he likes to show me his stuff. So I got him a legit. Uh, spiral bound sketchbook and I got him a brand new thing of colored pencils and some markers and Jay took that thing I mean he got all kinds of other stuff but that sketchbook and those colored pencils he busted out four drawings just that day bringing them up to me and showing me um, drawing all kinds of stuff fruit and he used all the colors you know that were there and and he has decided he likes colored pencils more than markers, which is huge because when I was five and six, markers, markers are the best, you know. But uh, for for art, you know, he prefers colored pencils now, so that's pretty cool. So I did good, and and but the big thing is it, it you know, he's showing it to me, and I'm said I said, you know why you're doing this? Because because you're an artist, you're an artist, and he and you could just see it, it just swelled him up inside, it just made him feel good, and uh. You know, he might be an artist one day. We'll see. But uh, he's he's keeping them in the book, you know, and, and, and he'll have this one day. I hope he uh, hope he fills it up with lots of good stuff. Jen cooked an amazing meal, and that was that was definitely a made-my-day thing. She made these little uh, medallions, beef medallions, wrapped in, in bacon. It was very, very good. And um, I want to say that there were scalloped potatoes, which I haven't had. I'd forgotten they existed and I love them. And then uh, there was bread. There was like these dinner rolls. I know other people like rich people like fancy bread, but I was raised ghetto and I like the cheap 300 of these little rolls in a tin pan type of dinner rolls. And uh, so we had those and it was awesome. It's good stuff. And uh, my wife makes this they call it pink stuff. She calls it cranberry. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know, but it's got cranberry sauce and Jello and cream cheese, and it's all mixed together. And it is so good. And there's only a tiny bit left in the refrigerator. And there's no holidays coming up. She only makes it on Christmas and Thanksgiving, and uh, I guess that's what makes it special, though. It's so good. Um, oh, what did I get for Christmas? Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I got um, some Bluetooth earbuds. They're pretty cool. They are connected through a little thing. Um, but they don't connect to your iPod, so that's pretty good. I got a little um, JBL charge Bluetooth uh, rechargeable cordless speaker thingy. And that, that comes in handy when I'm doing stuff in the garage or you know, whatever, whatever, or I want to listen to music or podcasts and, and, um, the iPad or the iPod's not big enough and I don't want to wear headphones. So she got me that. I got a new keyboard, my old one. I eat in here quite a bit and, uh, it was full of food and this, the mouse, I don't know the mouse, the space bar was kind of sticking and, uh, I've decided I don't like wireless peripherals because they require batteries. So I have totally gone back to wired. So this, um, this uh, I got a new Logitech uh, keyboard that is illuminated, which is neat, and it's hardwired, so no more uh, loss of power. You know, it doesn't happen very often, but when it does, it's a pain in the rear, so you know what I'm saying. Uh, day five, this was the day after Christmas. I went to Bush Gardens with my family. I did not want to go. Did not want to go. I, I don't like theme parks right now. I've, I haven't liked them for a while. I used to love them, but now, lately, theme parks represent tons and tons of people, um, I didn't enjoy the rides, so I didn't like waiting in line because what, what point is there in waiting in line if you don't enjoy the rides? Um, but I went. I was like, you know what? I can do this. I can. I should. I don't want to. But then I even pushed myself. I'm like, it's not going is not enough because I asked Jen, do you really want me to go? And she says, yes, because I, I really want to ride a couple of roller coasters, she says, and I haven't been able to. And I realized that. That's the truth. If I don't go, um, she's stuck with two kids. 
Jenna can ride, but Jay can't. So she can either send Jenna by herself, which isn't good and not safe, or they just all do kitty rides. So I went initially just to allow her to be able to enjoy herself a little bit. And um, But I said, you know what? That's not enough. I need to be in a good mood about this. I need to. And so I really pushed myself. It's impossible to make yourself in a good mood. And, and for me, it's impossible to fake it. Uh, but thank God, by the time I got there, I... I um, I, I was able to pull it together. I don't know. I got to spend some time with Jay while she and Jenna went off. And me and him sat in the shade. And he played on my iPhone and played games. And I read on my iPad. I didn't write anything the whole time. I'd taken Jay on a few things. But he's kind of he's kind of like me where he, he'll do it. And then he, then he doesn't care anymore. He just wants to chill. Uh, and plus he likes playing on my phone because I never have ever let him do it ever before. So uh, it was good. It was good. So Jay and I got to spend some time together, and he talks to me a lot when when there's nobody else around. We don't get to do that very often. Jenna's usually there, and she's dominant. She's the firstborn. She talks the most. And she's not there, man. Jay, Jay goes crazy. So it was good. It was good, and, and, and I had a good time. I, like I said, I didn't, didn't ride anything, didn't want to, uh, but I was able to be there for them, and we had a good time. Um, day six, Jenna... Comes in, oh, this is one of her jokes. She comes in with an alphabet written on the paper. She says, Dad, um, she says, try to make as many words as you can with just these letters. And I look and I'm thinking, okay, she's got a little test for me. She's got A through Z written on the dang paper. She's grinning like with a butt-licking grin, giggling, thinking she's so dang clever. And, and actually that is pretty clever and funny. And I pushed her and told her, get out of here. You're crazy. And um, it was funny. So then Jay comes in as a follow-up. And he's like, hey, Dad, I wrote the whole alphabet. Here it goes. A, B, K, eight, seven, five, four, H, I, K, K. And he's just totally on purpose jacked up the entire alphabet and is reading it to me off the paper, which is also funny to me because he just learned that. I mean, he just learned how to, how to read properly and recognize letters pretty well. So now he's got enough knowledge to joke around with me. So that was pretty good. Um, I got a friend. His name's John Beckett, and um, he he was like my right hand man in ministry for many years. Now he's pastoring his own church. He's got his kids; they're all grown. But when I knew him, when I knew those kids, they were like in third through fifth grade. And he sent me a video of his now eighteen and nineteen year old sons singing the Jam City theme song. Now, Jam City was the name of my children's church. It was called Jam J A M Jesus and Me, and. Uh, and I had written a theme song for it. We sang every service or every Sunday before service, and it kind of just started off the thing with an exciting, you know, because uh, nothing's worse than doing a countdown. And we always did a countdown. Nothing's worse than doing a countdown three, two, one, zero, and then there's nothing. Hey, how you doing? I'm Billy the pastor, and now we're gonna do something cool. I always hated that. I hated it at summer camps. I hate it when I go to kids conferences. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. So I was like, Dad, I'm every Sunday. We're gonna bust right out into this. This theme song, it goes like this. I always, it seems to be a trend now, me singing on each podcast, but it goes, uh, well, it is time for another week, so let's get started, shall we? We're all together, Mark, set, go. Um, hey, I got a guitar here. Hold on. This will be the first time in a while since I've played this thing. Let's see. Oh, it's out of tune. It's okay, though. Um, well, it is time for another week, so let's get started, shall we? We're all together, Mark said, go. This is a town, no, oh, this is a, a town, no, a city, rather, where Jesus and me get together, yeah, he is the man we're here to know, Jesus and me, yeah, yeah. Jam City is the place to be It's you and me Together we are family It's Jesus and me Jam City is for everybody Oops, so glad to be here So glad to see that you're here Cause every week we scream and shout Learning awful Learn an awful lot about Lots of stuff that helps us grow Cause they're the things that we need to know How to pray and praise and stuff But just one week is not enough So we come back and make Uh, we come back 
from near and far, five teams in all, and here they are. First street, because we divided each grade into a street. Yeah, 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 second street. Well, 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 third street. Yeah, fourth street. Well, fifth street. Yeah, so now. They don't need to make up something. Chicken It always ended with, have a say. And it was all, you know, sequenced. And I had hard rock guitars and stuff. So this thing built to this big climax. Anyway, all I had to say, these guys, he sends me this video of these two grown people singing that song. And it just was awesome. So thank you, John. And, and, and I apologize to everyone that had to bear with that. That was, that was a terrible, terrible representation. Um, but I don't think I, I eh. Might have it. If I have the original song, I'll replace it in the uh, in the song. I'll put it at the end. How about that? Um, today is the seventh day, and uh, the kids I bought them something called Squishy Baff. Okay, Baff, B A F F. And um, though it has 137 negative reviews on Amazon, I think it was awesome stuff. What it is, it's this potassium solamide or whatever the stuff is that they put in baby diapers. And it holds up to 400% of its own mass in water. And if you throw it in water, it makes it really squishy like uh, swimming around in jello, which, by the way, was a dream of mine as a child. So I bought my kids some of this stuff. And you, you put about eight gallons of water in the bathtub, which is just enough to get, you know, about four inches in the bottom. You throw this stuff in there. It gels up. It's got a color. The kids, uh, it's warm. So the kids are, I had them put on their bathing suits and they're sloshing around and this stuff. I put a video up on on uh, Facebook about it and, and, and uh, uh, Instagram. Um, but uh, it's awesome. It's awesome stuff. Dude, they stayed in there for two hours. Two hours. And nothing has held their interest for that long. Not even a movie. Uh, and, and, and then when they're done, you add this salt solution to it. It turns it back into water. Um, eh, not completely. It turns it back into a small enough state. The little clumps can go down the uh, bathtub without a problem. It was just awesome. So, um, I, when I got on Amazon, I was looking and I was seeing all of the negative reviews and I just couldn't believe it. I mean, people are pooping their pants over how horrible they think this stuff is. This one lady was like, I, I made it and, and I put it in there and I put my seven-year-old twins in and they started screaming, wanting to get out. And it's like, how are you going to blame the company because your kids are weird and they don't like the texture of it, you know? Maybe you made it too cold. Maybe they're just scared of slush, slush, slush. Um and so, and there was just all these stories. I put, I did this and I put the solution in and it didn't go back to normal. And then I had to use a pair of pantyhose to filter it out. And I'm like, a pair of pantyhose? Really? Really? You had to do that? Oh, I was on hold with, another review said, I was on hold with, uh, you know, uh, customer care for hours trying to get this stuff out of my tub. And oh my goodness, you know, it's like. It worked perfectly for me. So I wrote a nice little review that had something to do with um, just said, you know, this stuff was awesome. I put it together. I obeyed the directions. Everything was great until it turned into a dragon and ate my children. (laughs) It's awesome stuff. I didn't know it was going to do that. And then I started over and I said, said, this stuff's great, Um, except it melted my kids. It it took an, an acidified and uh, melted my kids down. And it was great, though. They had fun until their skin melted off. And then at the end, I basically said, you know, but this is great. Thank you, Squishy Bath, for giving me and my wife a new chance to start over and have the kids we wanted instead of the ones we were stuck with. Um, and I gave it five stars. But, um, man, I'm tell you what. There's a lot of ladies out there uh, with first world problems. You know what first world problems are? They're problems only white American people can have. When you have too much going for you and everything's great, so when something like Squishy Bath comes along, it just wrecks your freaking life because you can't, it doesn't go exactly the way you thought it would and magical things didn't happen for your upper white middle class self. 
And um, that is what every one of these reviews is like. It's like some lady getting back from soccer practice and, and her little darlings that still poop their pants, even though they're in you know third grade, uh, they didn't like squishy baths. So she's got to go and defend them and hate on the company. So I don't know. I don't know. We've got three more packages of this stuff, and it's going to be awesome. So there you go. Uh, last but not least. Uh, oh, got two more things. One is this. This happened today. We were we were on our bay way we're on our bay whack from church, and um, and and I was just talking about some of the stuff you know because because when I hear stuff in church, it it's hard sometimes to apply it to my situation. Uh, for instance, one of the things that was mentioned it was you know an end of the year type sermon, so it was like talking about new new beginnings, and he says you know you need to talk to the Lord, and and basically tell the Lord you know that you're sorry for the things that you've done and that you will make, you know, you and him together can make it better in the future. And I have a hard time relating to that because honestly, if I want to get gut level honest, I want to go to God and say, you know, are you sorry, you know, for what happened to me this, this year? Cause I don't have anything to be sorry for. I, I, I mean the, the inner church boy of, of, of my guts, you know, always feels guilty about something. Uh, and feels like I sure I probably didn't do everything perfect, but Dad um it was a bad year, and I don't have anything um, to feel bad about in that respect. Even though you kind of want to, you know, have bad feelings anyway. But I'm telling Jen, I'm like, you know, I'm just having a hard time because I'm trying to put things that I'm because I'm reading a lot, I'm doing a lot, I'm trying to read books that help me. Uh, with people that have been where I am and, and how they live out their life now. Uh, one one of the books I'm reading, for example, is called Exile. Um, I'll give you more information about it later, maybe put it in the show notes. But it's talking about people that do not feel like they fit into the in the world, like the secular world, people that, uh, like myself, that don't do things that we consider sinful or God considers sinful, actually. And then on the other hand, though, I no longer feel like I fit into the church world. I feel like an exile. I don't belong in either place. And this book is is really helping with that. But I'm trying to put these kinds of things into practice, these new ideas, new ideas. And I'm finding, you know, one of the things it says, if you don't go to church, then you need to be missional, meaning you need to use your relationships. You need to go places and do things that will help you to bump into people and influence them for Christ. And I'm like, I'm not that guy. I can't do that right now. I'm not outgoing. I'm not feeling good. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't go to places, you know. Uh, and Jen's like, James, she says, how many shows have you done? How many podcasts have you done? She goes, six. She says, you've only done six shows. That's only been six weeks that you've been feeling better. Only six weeks. She says, give yourself a break. And she's right. She's like, yeah, in your first week, you weren't even all too sure you were doing that great anyway. So it's really more like five. And um, I love her. I am so glad that um, she's on my side for this thing because, you know, anybody else, and I'm sure lots of depressed people have spouses that want them so badly to get better that they push them and pressure them and not realizing that that very thing is the thing that's going to keep them down longer than they wanted to be themselves. And she figured that out, that that's the case. And she has empowered me by not pressuring me and, and pushing me. Um, and because she knows just me and being with her is enough. I want to give her the things she deserves and my family the things they deserve. And uh, so when she lets me off the hook like that, when I put myself on the hook and she lets me off, that's a good thing. And that's when I, that's when I think God... Is, is in my life. I, I haven't always known lately where he's at, but um, he's definitely there uh, through my wife. So I appreciate that. Um, last but not least, my friend, Nathan Nicole, I uh, used to do a podcast with him called Chop. It was the official Axe Cop podcast. He is a uh, an artist. He does uh, stuff like Chumble Spuzz. He's done Axe Cop, which has got a cartoon on, on a- Fox ADHD. Um, he has, he's doing Bear Mageddon, bearmageddon.com, axcot.com, all these kinds of things. Uh, uh, he's also, I mean, this year has been crazy for him. Back when we knew him, we used to feel sorry for him because he, he was single. He want, you know, he was lonely, but he worked all the time. He was poor, you know, even though he was getting popular, he was still poor. And, uh, 
so this year he's gotten married to this beautiful lady with with beautiful kids and um and and, and has become a family he he is uh working right now for dreamworks uh, not only is he still celebrating, you know, a great run with uh, Bear Mageddon and and Axe Cop. Like I said, he's working with um, with Doug Tenaple and um, oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. The guy from Mystery Science Theater three thousand, the the funny one, not the first guy, the second guy. Uh, but anyway, he's working with them, writing up um, some episodes, some new episodes of Veggie Tales for Netflix of all things uh, for DreamWorks. And that's awesome. Uh, he's a Christian guy, him and Doug and, and uh, the other fellow that I can't remember his name right now. Um, but to put the cherry on top of the ice cream there, um, Ethan's having a baby. And uh, so congratulations, dude. I know you don't listen to this show, but uh, you're awesome. And I, I live in jealousy of you and I live vicariously through you. And uh, Ethan and, and a guy named John and myself really got to connect. Um, we went out to LA to help him celebrate the Axeversary of Axe Cop, the one year anniversary. And we got to MC um, his uh, Q&A session with lots of fans from the area and, and, and in, a, in a pretty famous comic book shop right there on the strip called um, uh, Meltdown Comics. And that, that was a lot of fun, a lot of good stuff. And I got to meet Duck Tenable and it was cool. He's the guy that did, if you don't know that name, you'll know Earthworm Jim. Possibly it was a cartoon, and for that, a video game. And uh, he's doing new stuff now, too. But anyway, uh, that's it for me. I want to tell, I want to share one MMD. Ganush um, sent in one, and uh, we were kind of light on it this week, and I think it's probably because of the holidays. So if you want to get your stuff read, if you want to share your moments with us, uh, do that. MMDcast at gmail.com. Ganush says this, plain and simple, it made my day when my friends opened their presents. Our Christmas presents. And that is that is the awesomest. I, I remember when I was a kid, people used to tell me that it is it is more blessed to give than receive. That's what the Bible says. But they would say it like, you know, the spirit and the true meaning of Christmas is to give, not to receive. And man, I didn't believe that. I believed everything about the Lord. I love Jesus. But Christmas was about getting presents. But when you get older, and, and really when you think about it, I, when you're a kid, the best part, you, you thought it was getting but the best part was when a parent or a sister or a brother opened that gift that you just thought they were going to love and you'd get so excited and so thrilled and uh, that never changes for me that has never changed when I feel like I've gotten the perfect something for somebody and and they just love it to death that is the best that is the best um, one of the things I got Jen that was like that is I got her um, some headphones she, she's never been able to keep earbuds in her ears she's got these tiny weird little mutant ears yes you do Jen and you know it um, and so I got her I, I got online and I'm looking up runner stuff and, and, and you know what runners use for headphones and, and all this and I found this little sleek little set of headphones um, that have touch capabilities on the outsides and, and they, they turn off when you fold them up and they turn on their Bluetooth enabled to where they don't have a cord and they stay on your ears and they're over your ear headphones and um, so she is enjoying those, and she looks really cool in them. And so I, I nailed it. I was very happy about that. Boom. She got some Kohl's gift cards and some, some Amazon stuff because she loves re- uh, reading books from Amazon but hates buying them. So hooked her up with that. Hey, what's made your day recently? What has meant something special to you? I want to share your little tiny wonderful moments with everyone who listens, so please do me a favor. Stop what you're doing right now. Email your moments to mmdcast at gmail.com and give me some context. Janusz, I love yours. I would love to know what you got your friends. So feel free to pad it out a little bit. I do say three or four sentences got, got the best chance. But what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to say is don't give me a wall of words because I can't read everybody's stuff if it's like three or four or five paragraphs. So, you know, a paragraph, a few you know, a few words here and there. Let me know what's going on in your world and uh, I'll share it, man. And uh, do, be, do, look, look out for those good things. Do, be, do. Do be looking out for those good things. Visit us online at mmdcast.com. That's where the website is. Follow us, follow me on Twitter at NLCast. NLCast. It's like twitter.com slash NLCast. And then uh, uh, like Made My Day podcast on Facebook. Just type in um, 
I think it's uh, facebook.com slash MMDcast. Or you can just type in like or made my day podcast in your Facebook search bar there. Leave us an iTunes review if that's how you found it. An iTunes review is the best kind. It's like uh, iTunes except for dead people. And uh, sponsors an episode if you haven't yet. I appreciate our sponsors again this time. Anna Silva, Janusz, and Flash Jervis. Uh, you can help us out uh, uh, you know, supporting this show and others for only $5 at mmdcast.com through PayPal. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you because you, right now, in this moment, have made my day. Peace. Peace.